Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's presentation, today's lesson. Today's going to be a business-focused one, all right? So it's going to be about a business model. So what is a business model? A business model is how you conduct business, how you design your business, okay? So different businesses have a different model. And this means like what principles do you use? How do you get paid? How do you structure your organization, okay? How do you attract clients and customers? So it's a, it's a fantastic word. So what business model do you have? What business model are you using? Or what's your business model like? All right, so this one is not gonna be a conventional business model. Conventional means normal, okay? So like you follow the traditional methods, the opposite of conventional, what is it? It's unconventional. All right. So we're going to talk especially about a specific company that has a very unconventional business model and they're very successful. But first, let's talk about some differences between some words and some phrases, right? And all of these are related to the lesson, so they're very important. So we have a retailer, right? So a retailer. Is, uh, is a company or a store that sells to the public, right? To normal people, retailer. But what do you call a company or a store that sells to businesses? Okay, well, that is a wholesaler, right? So it's very, very different. Now we also have, you can also say a store, a store is like a shop. All right, so we have a warehouse store. So warehouses where you keep things, right? It's typically, you have large shelves. It's not very beautiful. It's kind of industrial, but you do have warehouse stores. All right, so you have warehouse stores and they sell large quantities. And then you also have department stores. And these stores sell a variety of goods you know, a lot of variety of goods and a variety of, sorry about the sound here. Okay, so a variety of goods and, um, right. So you have, for example, department stores in the US and that's uh, you know, like that, say Macy's or JCPenney's. Okay, now we have furniture. Furniture are the things that you put inside your house, like sofas, uh, you know, different um, shelves. So we have the flat packed furniture and it's this one is sold in boxes so that the customer puts them together, right? So the customer builds it, you know, and uh, you just buy the box and then you have to do the work. And then we have pre-assembled furniture. And this one means that the store assembles it. The store builds it, puts it together, and then you buy it and you don't have to build it, right? All right, so we have unconventional product names. Okay, so it's unusual. It's unconventional. It means it's not normal. It's unusual. But then we also have unoriginal product names. And unoriginal, it's like kind of boring, kind of not, not new, right? Not, there's no innovation there. Okay, it's just normal. It's regular. All right, so we have a road. Okay, we know that where you travel. You have cars, like streets, roads. So we have a designated road. Okay, what does this mean? It means it's, it, it's indicated 
that is the one to be used, right? So a designated road means this is the one that you should use. And then we also have a winding road. And the winding road is one that kind of like a zigzag. It turns in different directions. We have a maze. It's a complex system of paths with an exit that is difficult to find. That's a maze, like a labyrinth, that's a maze. And a path is just kind of like a way or a route or some people say route. Okay, very good. So that's the vocabulary. Now, if you, you know, if you paid attention, you probably know what company we're talking about. Okay, so we're talking about a company that sells furniture. They're very well known, very, very famous, and they're from Sweden. Okay, so just if you don't know which one it is, then stay tuned because you will know what it is soon. Okay, very, very soon you'll know what company we're talking about. Okay, so here we have, um, you know, some people don't understand the store. Now, this is the way something is arranged. It's the store layout. Okay, so, you know, let's say the store layout is how everything is arranged. So in the normal stores, you have it by sections, right? Sections, you go to the furniture section, you go to the toy section. So that's the layout is how everything is arranged. Okay. Now, flat packing, we talked about what flat packing is. It's when you, um, you know, you know, uh, yeah, when you, when all of the pieces are in a box is arguably their largest invention. So arguably means when the, the speaker thinks that what they believe or the belief can be proven. So you can argue, it's arguably means you can prove it. Flat packing is arguably their largest invention. Okay, so this company invented flat packing. Very interesting. The fact that there are designated paths doesn't necessarily mean that the customers must follow them. Okay, so necessarily means uh, you that something may, used to say that something may not be the case. Okay. So here in the store, there are designated paths. It means they tell you, go through here. You have to walk around here or here, walk this way, walk this way. This is how the store is designed. The store layout is designed. But just because there, there are designated paths doesn't mean you have to follow these paths. Okay, the floor plan. The floor plan is how this, the floor plan of the store, of the shop, is like the map of the, of the the, the store. The floor map resembles a maze so that customers stay interested. So it's a maze. It's like a labyrinth. You can, you can get lost in there. Resembles means it looks like. The floor plan resembles a maze. It looks like a maze. Now, the frustratingly winding paths are supposed to inspire people to spend money. Frustratingly means annoyingly. Right, so the winding paths, all of the, the paths, the ways that people walk, they're winding. It's like a labyrinth, you, people get lost, but these, it's annoying, it's frustrating. The, these um, winding paths are supposed to inspire people to spend money, right? So you know, studies show that, that when this store did this, people spent more money. Okay, and the last one is flat packing. We talked about flat packing. It is how this, uh, this company you know, sells furniture. So flat packing massively reduces the shipping costs. 
So massively means heavily. It reduces the shipping cost, means when they send it to you, right, or when they get it from the supplier, it doesn't cost a lot to transport it, to take it from one place to the next. Okay, so do you know what company we're talking about? And if you guessed IKEA, then you are absolutely right. Okay, you are absolutely right. You are not, you are not incorrect. All right, okay, so here, you know, in the in my my classes, you know, I I share the YouTube video that goes with lessons. So great, great method. And then we join the Zoom call where we discuss all of these. I ask you a lot of questions, we discuss the business model. We use the vocabulary words and the expressions to discuss the topic. So if you want to join the lesson, I highly recommend that you come to the Zoom call. Send me a message and you can join. Okay, it's fantastic. You won't regret it because we have to practice uh, the vocabulary, not just learn it in the podcast, but practice it. All right. So in the video, okay, they... Um, you know, they talk about a lot of things about uh, IKEA, okay? And uh, let's talk about a few things here. So what is the IKEA effect? So the IKEA effect is when consumers become attached to the things they put effort into making. Therefore, IKEA's customers have positive feelings towards the furniture they assemble, okay? Another example of this, of this is an instant cake mix. So they, they studied this and they realized that consumers preferred to add fresh egg to the mix. And this makes them feel they had, they put some, they had put some effort into making it. All right, so this is the IKEA effect. They're basically saying, in other words, they're saying it's better to sell, you know, the, the flat, you know, uh, the, the flat packing, right? So the furniture in a box and to make the buyer, the consumer, the customer build the furniture at home. And they're saying that if, if they build their own chair, their own table, they will have positive feelings towards the company and towards the furniture. So it's kind of like the people enjoy it. Like I, I do agree. In the beginning, I don't because it's like, okay, well, you know, I'm going to waste all this time. And it's going to be confusing and I'm going to have to build it. And it's taken, it's going to take an hour to build my, my bed. But actually when I do it afterwards, I feel good. I'm like, wow, you see, this is, I built it. Even though I didn't, all the parts, you know, came in, in the box, but, um, but it did create some good ideas. So that's the Ikea effect. Okay. So, um, so here, Okay, IKEA also, you know, so they, 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 they start by creating the price tag for a product first. Okay, so that's unconventional. Normally, you create the product and then the price tag. The price tag is a piece of paper or whatever, the sticker that tells you how much it costs. Well, IKEA, the Swedish company, very, very very, very progressive, you know, and innovative company. Well, they create the ta price tag first. Interesting idea. Now, the founder's idea, the founder is the person who founded the company. It doesn't mean who, to find, it means to found, it's to start the company. 
he came up with the idea that furniture could be flat packed to reduce the cost of transportation. So basically, you know, transporting goods and services is, is extremely expensive and it's becoming more expensive now with a high cost of fuel. Okay, so this is, a, this is a big issue. It was an issue in the past. It is a big issue right now, but Ikea, you know, they solve this problem because they, they transport the, the goods, the furniture in these, you know, flat packed uh, boxes. So they save a lot of money and therefore they can sell it cheaper to the consumers. Absolutely fantastic idea, great business idea. And the democratic design, so democratic, come from demos, which means people. Democratic is like the people have the power, right? Democracy, you know, a lot of people like democracies. Um, and so this is a democratic design. It's a design made by the people for the people. Uh, the design, it's the philosophy, in this democratic design, it's the philosophy behind IKEA success. So everything about the product is balanced, right? The price is balanced, the form is balanced, the function, the aesthetic, aesthetics, what it, what it looks like, the sustainability is balanced, right? So it's, it's for the people, okay? So in our live class, okay, we're gonna talk about, uh, you're gonna talk about the ideas, which ideas do you know about IKEA success? Do you find unconventional? Do you find interesting? Do you find weird? Do you find, uh, you know, good, bad? Okay, so you're gonna share your ideas about this company. Also talk about, you know, would you be keen on assembling your own furniture? Okay, so talk about this. Do you like to build your own furniture to assemble your own furniture? Or do you, or would you prefer for it to be sent to your house pre-assembled, meaning you don't, have to build it. You don't have to assemble it. You just put it up. Yeah, they, they deliver it and it's already built. Okay, think about the effort, the time, the money it takes. Okay, also talk about strategies. So in, in the business classes, we want to talk about strategies. Okay, so how, what other strategies do stores use to make customers enjoy the place and spend more money? Because as a business, of course, we want to help people. The most important thing is helping people. But Businesses also need to make money and you need to make your customers spend more money. Okay, some people don't like that, but it's the, it's the reality, right? It's the reality of this world. So, you know, we need to make our customers spend more money, but, they can, but we can also help them enjoy the place, right? So they can, they can have a good time as they're spending more money. Again, that's a perfect, it's a win-win situation, right? So can you think of other companies that have used this IKEA effect to their advantage? Think about food, clothing, entertainment, okay? So, you know, for example, um, you know, Netflix, they customize your free time. You know, you can choose, right? For example, you know, I don't know, that's, uh, it's controversial because a lot of people are, you know, they're, they're against Netflix right now. They've lost a lot of money. They think it's, you know, you know, so, uh, they disagree with some things about Netflix, but you know, different companies are using this IKEA effect, right? Where you, if you choose, if you build it yourself, you know, if you add add uh, your own effort to it, you will feel more attached. 
So why do you think IKEA came up with the idea of a $1 light bulb? Okay, that's the example. Okay, so you're going to develop, imagine that you're developing a $1 light bulb for IKEA. Okay, how, what steps would you take to make sure that the idea is worthwhile? Okay, so if this is your product, what's, what steps would you take to make sure that, that this is a good idea, right? You don't know if it's gonna work or not. Okay, you're like, okay, we should sell a $1 light bulb. Or for example, in my case, a $1 English class, right? But, you know, I don't know if the idea is good, right? So how, how can I make sure that the idea is good? Okay, and do you think the democratic design is something that can help society? Okay, so some people say, oh no, that's, that's just uh, democratic design. They're just using that for marketing, right? To, to attract people so that people be like, oh, I love democracy. Uh, so I will go to Ikea, right? So some people say that, you know, those are the, you know, the critics, but other people are saying that it's actually a great, great idea that it helps everyone, it helps the environment, it helps people, it helps the business, it helps everyone. And that's why they love shopping at Ikea, okay? Also in this, uh, in our conversation on Zoom, in our live lesson on Zoom, because, you know, that's very, very important. I'm going to challenge you to create a business model. Okay, so you're gonna, you're gonna choose a business model and you have a confectionery shop. That's kind of like a you know, candy and stuff like that. Pet furniture shop, pet furniture, like for pets, furniture for pets. Interesting idea, a shoe shop, like sell shoes or a toy shop. You're gonna choose one of these and you're going to decide on a, on a business model. So don't think about, you know, you don't have to create the best business model. The important thing is for you to use a vocabulary, okay? Because if it's a real business, you're gonna need time to design the perfect business model. Right now, we ju you just wanna use a vocabulary, okay? So think about what products will you design and manufacture? So what products? Okay, how are you going to do it? How will you distribute the products? distribute? How will you send them you know, to different, are you going to be a wholesaler or retailer? Do you want to sell to consumers? Do you want to sell to other shops? Now think about the Ikea effect. Okay. How can you use the Ikea effect? How can you make people more invested into the product? Okay. So it's very important. You, know, you want people to feel a connection with the product. Okay. If not, you know, like they make them build the, the furniture it's been there like, oh, wow, I built it. Well, you know, so how can you, whenever, whatever you sell, how can you make them, make the consumer have a relationship with it, you know, with the uh, product? Also, another thing that they didn't mention is that the experience. So a lot of people, especially the engineer types, you know, a lot of men are like this, but a lot of women are as well, you know. And they like to build things. So when they buy a furniture, they get excited. They're like, oh, wow, I'm gonna build this. I'm gonna assemble the closet, right? And they get excited about it. And so they pay for the experience and they pay for the product. Now, how can you use the philosophy of democratic design? So you wanna make something that, that will inspire people, that will make people feel that you are helping them, that you are working for the people. 
Okay, now, do, what do you think about the price tag first? Think about the price first and then create the product, okay? So, and, and if you do that, how will you make sure the products are profitable? How can you make sure that you can make money? Okay, and is there any other way you can make your shop unconventional? Okay, because what you wanna do is you wanna stand out from the competition. What does it mean to stand out? It means to be different. You wanna be different from your competition, okay? So uh, you wanna stand out. Okay, because there are so many, so many businesses nowadays. And, and honestly, a lot of them are exactly the same. There's nothing original about them. 